So welcome to Decapod, where every week we discuss different years throughout the 1990s. As always, I am your ever-supreme sidekick, the one and only Terry <laughs> Cook, and I am joined by the ever-supreme host, the mighty Emmy Mar- Emmy? Emma Morgan. How are you on this fine and delightful <laughs> evening, Emma? <laughs> Fine. I'm so good. Emmy. <laughs> I mean, I called you George Washington last week, so. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, good. I'm excited. I think oh, I'm excited. I'm excited this week to talk about 1998. It was good. It it was um, more inspiring than I thought it was going to be, actually. I was expecting things to peter out, but I'm just going to call it, I think, across each category, pretty strong. I've got pretty strong um, inclusions. Apart from, I've only, <laughs> I've only got one death and one event to report on. No births, just that. I mean, is it someone that we can celebrate, Diane? No, very much not. You'll be quite sad. Oh, good. <laughs> Do you pick them like that on purpose? It's like, you get the big list, it's like, which one's going to upset Terry the most? Uh, you have uh, previously said you were a fan of the show he was on, so um, I think it's going to cut deep. Oh, good. We'll look forward to that then. <laughs> um, 1998 for me, briefly, before we get stuck into it, I think that... It was alright. I didn't. I don't. Maybe I haven't got quite the same enthusiasm. I think there's some good stuff on there. I think for the first time, like with the uh, with the TV shows, I hit ten, but there was no more. I got bang on ten. I think for films, I got to twelve, and then I had to hit two out. And on, I get to seventeen. The one I struggled with this week was music because I had like nineteen songs. <laughs> And I just hated taking the nine out because they're all really, really good. And it's like, right, well, one of them's got to go. So, and I don't even think I've got any stupid ones in there. Mm-mm. No, they're all supreme high quality. Oh, right. So we we didn't <laughs> we didn't talk this through before. Who shall go first? I mean, I'd, should we flip for it? Have you got a coin? Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm heads. gonna say heads. Is that heads to go first or tails to go first? Heads to go first. It's just spinning now. <laughs> oh, it's landing on heads. There you go. You can go first. Yay! The, the power of audio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna right. So I'm gonna go, and I'm really sorry. I'm. Um, I seem to be in the era where I know a lot of words to a lot of these songs, so there might be some more singing. I'm going to interrupt straight away, actually, because, and I know I don't interrupt much. You're the usual interrupter. I hold back, wait till you finish, and retort with a witty comment. That's the way we work. I am diving straight in here because I'm just thinking back to last week. You started off the show by saying, I'm not going to sing much this week. You proceeded to sing throughout the entire show. It was like every... Every song, every TV show, and every <laughs> film, he was. I thought you were going to start singing the theme to Wishmaster at one point. It was like, well, like nothing I'd ever seen before. I was very, very happy last week. I was. You were um, much more excited than you were for 1995. 
Whoa, whoa, boy, whoa, boy. Compare the two episodes. Now I'm not saying that 97 is better than 95. I'm saying that you're saying that, but you right. know, whatever. Right, 98 before. <laughs> <laughs> See what you're trying to do, trying to rile me up. Well, should you be trying? Well, should you be trying to rile me up? I'll just come back at you with this song. So as you go, do 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 do. Oh. I can't believe you've put Kung Fu fighting in your list. I thought you were joking about that when you said it. I love it. Oh, I love it. I love the I love the rap. Uh, and it reminds me, so I definitely know I was underage drinking at the pub, at the disco, on a Friday night, and that would come on. And me and my friend used to love dancing to that, particularly when you go, one chop. And um, was you know this because you're in my personal socials, was walking home and I live right near um like a walkway which is used by a lot of cyclists and i did both one chop and accidentally <laughs> chopped <laughs> cyclist on the just as he went past it's a big campaign at minute uh looking to get motorists to look after cyclists <laughs> and give them more space we need to include emma <laughs> motorists and emma need to give cyclists 1.5 meters yeah so, oh i love it this is one where if we ever have like a decapod disco i will totally do that on karaoke and do the rap um a hundred percent can do that and know that off by heart and this is like this is a theme so yeah kung fu fighting it's carl douglas but it's mixed with somebody else but yeah love it um, if we have a decapod disco who is the first person that you are going to invite um you <laughs> i think i'll be there already I, yeah. I like to as much as i'm only a psychic to the show i like to think i'm considered part of the show and i don't need an invite it's just assumed i will turn up to the decapod disco i've tried to stall because i haven't got any friends so <laughs> which we will could invite the group <laughs> uh, and um aqua <laughs> Aqua, just one of Aqua would do. Just yeah, the woman. Yep. <laughs> That's that was the implication I was trying to give. Was um was there someone that you had in mind that I should invite? No, I just wondered oh. who would be top of your list for the, the decapod disco because by the sounds <laughs> of it, it is just going to be me and you. Yeah, that's it. Fight, fight for two. And considering <laughs> that I don't really do much at parties. I don't drink and I don't dance. <laughs> this is going to be me yeah. saying corner, having a cork, yeah. Yeah, and you having a dance on DJ. Yeah, maybe we should do it virtual. We <laughs> like should. the virtual lockdown disco. No, that's what we should do. We should film that live. That should go yeah. live on Facebook. Um, right. So, yeah, so I've got Kung Fu Fighting. That was the first one. I've also got a, This Is On Your List, Sailor V. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's getting into the top 10 songs of 1990 you know when we do as wrap up that's in there and it's uh so lee from the group as well i think he did the same quote that i do um some say i look like we die <laughs> and i i'd like we die as well Uh-oh. um yeah just good fun just good fun i um yeah. i've been driving around and i've had my mix on in radio and every time that that's one of the songs that I have to have on about three times, I just click it back on and click it back on. Yeah. And it's, it's mega. And um, 
I, I, I that popped up in my um, my Spotify mega mix in nineteen ninety eight, whatever it was that I bob on, and I got really excited because I'd kind of forgotten about Bewitched. And then I had a flashback to the time when I went, I think I told this story before, but I went to my friends and fell asleep on the wall. But I had the flashback because when I turned up to their house at first... Bewitched were there. <laughs> that would have been a better story than the one I'm about to tell. So I brought some CDs and Bewitched was one of them. And they're like playing hardcore dance music. And I turned up with my Bewitched CD. But I did a little bit of a Bewitched deep dive. It's not a deep dive, but a cursory <laughs> scan. Awesome. And, um, and they've got a podcast out. Have they? I've and seen her on TikTok. It's really, really lovely. It's a podcast with them talking about what went wrong, about how they were just dropped from record label and how they dealt with it. And they've had all this personal trauma at time. I think one of their mums died. And, um, you know, the sort of quite unpleasant stuff that were going on at the time. And it's just a really, really lovely podcast. So uh, my mission for uh, for the end of... of the 1990s. I want to get bewitched on the show. That's my I've, mission. Let's do it. Let's do some. We'll go on theirs, and we, I could do my lovely impression that I just did. To win I'll them. go on theirs. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but oh, do you know they were. I love bewitched. Anyway, yeah, you've stolen my thunder there. They were top of my list. Oh, sorry. Because I kind of did know that they would definitely be on your list. Okay, right. I oh, wish I'd not rigged could... that coin toss now. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Try and be nice. <laughs> um, I've also got Intergalactic by Beastie Boys. Uh, it's got one of my all-time favourite lyrics where it goes, I am not to do the work. <laughs> and then it says, in my rap super chop, I'll stir fry you in my walk. I don't know why the fuzzy bear from the Muppets <laughs> but that it's got to be on there just for it's like, this is a bit of a theme so on the theme of lyrics I've also got Life by Desiree yeah oh now it's it's going to escape me now but it's basically something like I'm afraid of dark. it's like I'm afraid of ghosts it's the sight I fear most I'd rather have a piece of toast, if I remember rightly. I watched Paranormal Activity today, and I'm not going to sleep tonight. Oh, no. No, I, I watched it during the daytime because I know I can't watch it at night, but it's affecting me just as much. Oh, I, I just can't. I can't even. I, could, I don't think I could watch the trailer without looking away. Well, I had this discussion the other day, the two scariest things in the world. One is a closed door. The other is an open door. Uh, the two scariest things in the world. I have no, no outcome from that. Yeah. And last night, my dog was staring at our ghost. No. Yeah. And it was there, and she wasn't happy. And, like, I, yeah, <laughs> this is why I'm not sleeping well at the minute, because of the ghost. <laughs> Sorry. Why are you laughing at my actual trauma? We have a ghost. Oh. <laughs> And I'm now freaked out because my door's ajar because it, it gets caught on the couch. So my living room door has just got a nice dark gap. See, that's probably scarier than the other two because that's wide enough for someone to peek in. No! <laughs> God. I don't know why I didn't mention it. Why did I mention it? Oh, it's horror. Oh. You're obsessed with horror. Really not. Really it's the not, most right? wonderful time of the year right now. 
so I also have Stranded. Um, I think it's Patricia O'Neill that sang that. And it was one where it came on the mix and I'd not thought about it probably for 20 years. And I knew it word perfect. And it's like I could actually do quite a good impression of it, but I'm not going to because I can't remember the words off the top of my head, which is kind of contradicting what I just said. So, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'll just keep digging and just move on. Because I saw like a look in your eyes, you're like, I've got no idea what that song was anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mentioned this last week and thought I was expecting it, but Turn Back Time by Aqua, which yeah. I just think is really, it's a really nice, like slow ballady song. It's really nice. So, um, and he's not on it, is he? Um, it's just her. Yeah, and it was for that that film on it. Oh, you mentioned last week, yeah, sliding doors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So I, I felt like I had to mention it. And I do, I think I did this last week as well, but hey, it was just that bit at the start. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, right. I've also got um, Finally Found by Honeys. Can you remember Honeys? Yeah. And this was another one I'd forgotten about it, and it came on, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, what I've been looking for now, I know you're gonna love me more. Beautiful. I've put that straight into my likes. Straight in. <laughs> this is pure copyright infringement here, isn't it? Are you auditioning? Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they'll get to me. No, because they'll hear my very out of tune kung fu fighting. Um, intro and then they'll press stop um, so just three left for me um, and then an honourable mention for something else um, so I've got Lost in Space by Apollo 440 which is one of the most kick ass tunes it's like I bloody love it and it came on and I was on the I was doing the school run and I was like proper strutting because I was like, I just love this. And I like the fact that there's the movie clips in it as well. And it's so. Like... <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so yeah, Lost in Space, Apollo 440. And I've got just the two of us, Will Smith. Is that the only Will Smith song you've gone for? I've gone for it because um, I really love it. And I was like, this is a very sensitive subject. Um, and I can now really relate to that because I am now just the two of us with my little boy. And so it kind of cuts a bit deeper than it did when I listened to it when I was about 16. So that is the reason why I know there's more upbeat songs and I'm pretty sure that they will be included on your list. But that is really special to me now. Um, and yeah, had a little cry. As you know, I'm a crier. So uh, yeah, uh, that kind of, that's me now. Uh, and the last one that I've got, and I've done it for pure performance potential, is You Only Get What You Give by New Radicals. Because <laughs> it's got one of my favourite intros because it's like unintentionally being the club singer round from Shooting Stars. So <laughs> start of that song he kind of goes bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> and then goes one two and then counts it in and then it's like give what you give and it's like <laughs> 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 I just love 
I love it coming out. Man, it's all bad. You get the gibbous disease. <laughs> it's like listening to Vic Reeves sometimes. That's why I suppose that's what I'm trying yeah. to do. But you listen to it. He's like nonsensical in the way he says stuff. So it's like the easiest club sing around that you could ever do. But yeah, check that out. And I've got one really quick honorable mention to Madonna um, for Ray of Light. And I have to mention that because if I've mentioned that, that means I can push into the group a lovely little treat that I've had saved from my, so I've got like a massive folder of TikTok videos that I'm just constantly saving videos from TikTok. Got an amazing one where Jay McDonald did a cover of that song. (laughs) So that's that's going in the Pod Facebook group the day or so after this episode drops as a little treat. I, that doesn't entice people to come into the <laughs> Facebook group. I don't know what will. There you go. Come I'm on, trying. Come on, what's Jim McDonald sing Ray of Light? It's it's amazing. I'll send it to you, but you get like a sneak preview, obviously. Um, I preferred, from that year, I preferred uh, Frozen by Madonna. Yeah, probably same, but I couldn't find a Jay McDonald cover of that. Ah, yes. <laughs> Maybe we should do a, a special Jim McDonald feature every, every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, make a note. So yeah. is that your top 10? That's all me, yeah. How would you rate the music from 98 then in um, comparison to, to the rest of the 90s? Pretty shite. Um, oh. <laughs> I thought it was a really, really good year. <laughs> You can see there's a distinct lack of Britpop. And I don't think that's because Britpop wasn't coming out. But I do think there was this progression. There's some bad bands are kind of ebbing away a little bit. Um, so you're not like getting quite the big hitters. But I will have missed some like huge Britpop stuff. But this was like, it was, it kind of went back to being that kind of fun, almost like the early 90s a bit. There was a lot of bands, you wouldn't take them seriously. But you did have fun when you when the music, and that's why I like things like kung fu fighting, um, and I guess that kind of being out, sort of drinking, um, at that time as well. It just reminds me of those really wicked Friday nights out that I used to have, and it's one of the main plus points of living somewhere as small as I lived was basically there was a deal that the local pub had with the local police station, which was. If you turn a blind eye, most of the teenagers are going to come here in the disco and they're going to they're going to they're going to try and get served and we're going to serve them alcohol. At least you know where they all are. And if there's any kind of trouble, they'll be easy to find. And it was just like this weirdest thing and like right up front with your parents as well. So we're going to the half mean disco and my mum and dad were like, well, if you're back by curfew, that that's fine. And I think. We normally have to get a lift home, but just like this bizarre thing of being 16, as long as you didn't say out loud, I'm 16 years old, they just treat you like normal. But that's also this thing of like coming up with all the tricks. Like when you go to the bar, when you go to the bar, make sure you got a fag on. So you look, you look dead old. And like the 16 year olds are ordering, I'll have a vodka lime, please. <laughs> Getting sound effects as well, though. <laughs> I had one before. I had one before. Before I came on to that, didn't really. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, a bit of a tangent there. But it does remind me of this, like this time where I really felt like I was growing up. 
boys. I remember meeting two boys at the same pub at the same time <laughs> because I was convinced one of them wouldn't show up. So I really hedged my bets by having, and they both showed up at the same time. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, because you told them to turn up at the same time. But yeah, that was that was a fun night. How did that end up? Um, they, I think one bowed down and the other one was like, I win. <laughs> one bowed down. <laughs> you may have her. <laughs> one was like, she's a psycho. Like she's she's got two of us here at the same time. I don't want anything to do with her. I did end up dating the other one a few years later. So no, what, the one that lost. bowed down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had a little go a few years after. He finally realised what he'd been missing. We didn't because he dumped me after. Um, <laughs> And it wasn't it wasn't Warren from last week. It was another guy, um, and yeah, like proclaimed to like really like me for like ages, and then did the whole um, slept with him, and then that was it. Didn't want to know me after that. Never learnt my lesson. Seventeen. I mean, we've not consciously created an Emma's dating history feature, <laughs> but we kind of have. <laughs> this is fun. Well, once I got started. <laughs> I didn't really have serious boyfriends until I was about 18, 18, 19, I think, when I went to uni. And then I had, like, the longer term. I was, yeah, but it was all um, fun and frolics um, in my teen years. I don't have a segue for this. <laughs> Just, well, what's on your list of music, Terry? Well... Nice and subtle switch over there. That's good. Uh, to start with, <laughs> I'm going to talk about briefly the worst lyric in the history of music of all time. Annoyingly, I haven't wrote down the song, <laughs> which is slightly annoying. <laughs> well, but maybe I could guess it. Maybe. Uh, it's like one of three, I think, but it's by five. Uh-huh. Uh, and the lyric is, ain't got no manners because I eat with my fingers. <laughs> I don't know what the song is, but that's It's amazing. the one where they're, they're singing about wrestling in it as well, so they're singing about oh. Jimmy Fly Snooker or something. I don't know. But, yes, uh, that popped up, and I'm like, oh, I remember that at the time, thinking it's so bad. Oh, ain't got... they, what do they mean? I don't know. They're just, it's just atrocious. And they had another song, which I don't think was from this year, but they said something about Five Bring the Funk. I'm like, no, you don't. James Brown brings the funk. Yeah. You know, five don't bring... I never got on with five. Ah. They uh, always felt like five... Slam dunk. Slam dunk the funk. Put it up. Move your body. Yeah, no, I won that one. But (laughs) (laughs) I think that's for next year. But no, I never got on with five. I like some of the songs, but it just felt to me like Five English kids try to be American kids. It just yeah. felt like that. But anyway, a slight tantrum. Um, all right, so my 10, uh, you've mentioned the, the greatest song of 1998, which was Sailor V. So that's in there. So I won't mention that again, other than to say it was the greatest song of 1998, and it will be getting into the list of the top 10 from 1990s. Um, I also have, and we spoke about Will Smith, so yeah, I got a Will Smith one, but it wasn't just the two of us, because uh, to be fair, for me, it's never been just the two of us. Uh, it's always been like three or four or something. So we didn't go with that. We've gone for getting jiggy wit, getting uh, jiggy witty. Na 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 na. That one, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, I think 
it's interesting because a lot of new ones on here for me. And I think this is the time where I stopped following certain bands. Like mm-hmm. I, I followed Meatloaf and then I like take that and then little Robbie. And I'm still liking Robbie, you know, soft spot for Robbie always. But I don't think I was into a certain band. I think it was just whatever song took my fancy at this point. So uh, I've also got um, this makeup plate. I've got Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Which, I mean that's when you start seeing the movie songs start to peter out. After about this, I think. Which is better, the better song? I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith or um, the Robin Hood one that I forgot. Robin Hood one. I mean, we can debate that another time. It's just like the video, like you'll never beat the Robin Hood one because it's got that bit where he twangs the arrow, that bang, doom, and it's in time to music. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, have uh, one week by the Bare Naked Ladies. I, I would not have known the Bare Naked Ladies other than when they did the Big Bang Theory. Um, so I, yeah, that would have completely passed me by, but appreciate it. I saw a TikTok the other day, and uh, it was like, you know, what you've got to say whether you know the song or not when the song mm-hmm. comes on. And it was like it was so good, and it made me go back and add loads of stuff to my Spotify plays. Like I'd Fallout Boy and Panic at Disco. It's like, oh, this is all to come. This is mm-hmm. great, and I got really excited by that. But anyway, slightly off topic. Uh, I also have, and I love this song, and it's just one of those songs that you can just. It's like I wouldn't even consider singing along to it. I just sit there and just listen, and it's Save Tonight by the Eagle Eye Cherry. Oh, nice. Yeah, it did come up on mine. Um, no real reason for not including yeah it's a great song um not much to say about these next couple other than i just really like them which is high by the lighthouse family oh okay yeah and also dreams by the cause which thinking back to last week is why i had uh check the cause because i love the Uh cause but i'm guessing by that weird noise you don't (laughs) I always remember I've never been so happy to see French and Saunders do a parody and I can't remember what words it is, but they're kind of like we are also just so weird <laughs> just like just no not at all not at all I love the cause mm-hmm. but you also love Bewitched maybe it's an Irish thing yeah maybe was it Jim was it Jim <laughs> no no, it wasn't. Jim. No. <laughs> no, I mean I've admitted my male crushes. You know, there's there's been several, yeah, probably more than female ones I've admitted. Although it's been a bit quiet for me for for crushes over the last few weeks. You've still well, be, been chipping the odd one in, but you, you'll be excited that when we get to TV, there's two, two for my list. Oh, we we we're going to have to start compiling this official list for you, aren't we? Make yes, it official. Yes. I want it uh, on a t-shirt. I also think we should break it down into a top ten. Um, so yeah uh, what did I just say the cause but no I really like the cause and I I remember Andrea uh, uh, she was the lead singer I believe and yes I had a very big soft spot for her jokes about soft spot not being done Um, also uh, Brimful of Asher by Corner Shop yeah so I prefer the Fatboy Slim remix because it's, it's so weird like this is where Fatboy Slim was really clever kind of could take over a song so that when you hear the original it sounds so slow and i can't listen to that one anymore without thinking someone's messed about with the speed on this but um yeah nice it's um it's a tribute isn't it to a famous actress 
Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Which actress? Um, I don't know. But I think her name is Asha. Or Brimful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One that's other. I would imagine that Asha makes more sense. Um, Kiss the Rain by Billy Myers. Yeah, a bit too, um, a bit too emotional for me. I see. I like them. I like any. I think you know. I'm going back to horror for a second here, but I like stuff that gets me in the feels, um, yeah. and it even needs to get me really bouncy. I like songs, it's either going to be bouncy or sad. It, there's uh, music. There's not really any other one. Whereas, like with horror, I get it in the uh, film. I can get it in the feels from horror or the old romance or the comedy or whatever it's like but yeah i need to i need to feel it emma I need to feel it you need to you need to watch philadelphia then yeah anyway um <laughs> it's, what's interesting actually as i'm running through this is i don't have an awful lot to say about these songs mm. uh, there's only two that are kind of provoke any memories one was bewitched because uh, I just loved it. It was just really fun. Heck. That's yeah. the most mentions the songs had on an episode. Oh, I love Bewitched. And I'd forgotten about them. I genuinely really chuffed when they come on a playlist. I'm like, yes, she's just got real. It's Bewitched time. <laughs> I'm mega happy. Um, but the other one that I am going to mention is my last one. Uh, and I'm going to run through some other ones I've forgotten. I didn't add on in a second because I think there's some good ones there. But um, have you heard of a singer called Lena Marlin? No. Right, she gets me in the feels, right? It's one of those, and she's Norwegian, I think. And she released her first song, her first album in 1998, which is lucky, considering that's the year we're talking (laughs) about. Otherwise, this would go nowhere. Um, Yeah, and it was called Playing My Game. And it was just, like, really... (laughs) I'm going to say bland. That's not selling it. (laughs) Right, but, yeah, just really nice. And uh, she's someone I've followed ever since. I love all her albums and all her songs. Judging by what what you like and what you say you wouldn't don't find her out yeah but i think she's amazing either way uh lena marlin always have a soft spot in my heart and she'll probably be mentioned every year now going forward um but i just uh, sorry before you go into that right so we're gonna make bingo cards and i'm gonna send them out and they're gonna have soft spot the witch (laughs) club singer and I'm going to send them out before this goes out and everyone can play bingo with our catchphrases for this episode. I have a better idea. We're going to do 1999 live in the Facebook group and it's shot time whenever we say a certain word. Yeah, shot. Oh, no. I thought you were like shock. No, not shot. Not for us. For for them, that's fine. Yeah, they'll be not getting up for work for a week. Yes. Uh, Either way, so, yeah, just a couple I want to mention that I had to take out that I've got um, soft spots for. Yeah, (laughs) bubble. So, uh, Bewitched and Rollercoaster. No, I just threw that in because I wanted to get the witch (laughs) reference in. Uh, No, it's like that by Run DMC. I'm Jason Nevins. Yes, yes, I'm so glad you mentioned this because this was another one at the local pub disco and it gives me joy because again no pretty much no the lyrics but there was like one guy one kid that could break dance and would just do a little break dance whenever that song came on and i just needed to mention that and i was sad that it hadn't made the list um yeah i just love it i feel like a badass because because i know the words to that that's one of the few times i feel like a badass because i could do the rap is it a rap um, it just fast talking i think it's fast talking but i once won a break dancing competition Oh, really? Yes. I once, um, <laughs> I once invaded a breakdancing competition. <laughs> Hold on. It invaded. 
So other people were having a competition and you thought, that looks like fun. I'm going to go ruin it for him. Exactly that, apart from I didn't ruin it. There was a lot of cheers. And my friend who was with me on the night is in the Facebook group. She will she will um, agree, confirm, whatever it is, the thing that's never happened for me before, she will confirm that that happened. <laughs> it wasn't me. But well done on yours. <laughs> yep. Um, it was me and my nephew. Oh. It was five. Um, so we also, uh, just again, just going to run through these quickly. Uh, there's Believe by Cher, which I was a big fan of. Stop by the Spice Girls. How do I live by Leanne Rhymes? That got me in the feels. Oh, is that from, that's from, is Ky- that Coyote Ugly? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think there was another one that was from Coyote Ugly. Was um, she, um, oh no, is that also from Armageddon then? No, well, I don't think it is. Uh, okay, well, um, we'll have a little look, see, because that's going to bug me what that's from. She's like sat at the top of a building, isn't she? Yeah, it's like a really shit video. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't do anything other than sit and sing. No. Uh, this Kiss by Faith Hill. Shania Twain was out this year. She did you still the one and the other one that I've forgotten? Uh, Time of Your Life by Green Day. Oh, no, that was 97, actually, so I didn't, that's why I took it out, because I didn't want 97, and now I'm good to I didn't put it in last week. Um, no Matter What by Boyzone, and as we said, Frozen. Yeah, that's another piece of song, but it's out of it, another hot piece of song. Uh, and yeah, and then Frozen by Madonna. So just some honourable mentions there. I just need to mention them. I really love, in No Matter What, I absolutely love the way Ronan Keaton goes, no matter how they attack. And he <laughs> says attack really aggressively. And you've got beautiful baby-voiced Stephen Gately. Like, he's got such a lovely voice of it. But, yeah, go check that out. Listen to the way Ronan Keaton says attack. And... Um, I'm, I'm sure you'll be very proud of me that this was the year that Steps came into domination. They've not been mentioned anywhere on my list. Oh, well done, you. Because I realised that when I listened to all of the Steps to, uh, today on this week, they're just a bit shit. Oh, bless them. <laughs> I think I thought they were quite good. Or in my head, I think, remembering back, it's like, oh, yeah, Steps, they must have been good because that's cheesy pop. But no, they weren't really very good. Ah. Uh... Yeah, I've managed to resist. I've managed to resist doing a lyric. So proud of me as well. Yeah, but now I want to know which lyric. <laughs> it's time to begin. So count me in. Five, six, seven, eight. Regret saying that now. <laughs> Sorry, God. Do you want to go straight into TV, or do you want the one death, one death, and one thing that happens? Yeah. Let's speak about the one death and the one thing that happened right. in 1998 <laughs> in the whole year. What do you want first, the event or the death? Let's get the death out of the way. So um, I want to stop. Right, I do want to stop laughing a little bit because it is like, <clears throat> so Kevin Lloyd, who was Tosh in the bill. Um, and he, it's, like, it's really says only 49 
and he'd been sacked from the bill. I think he had like he was like an alcoholic and things like that. And I think he died shortly after his contract being terminated. Um, another weird link. I have met Kevin Lloyd. <laughs> he came to like so obviously you know like I grew up on the Lincolnshire coast, so many caravans. He opened one of the caravan parks, and they did like this sort of thing. Um, where he was just sort of like the thing. So I got to meet him at that. But my dad knew him because he's from Derby. So my dad genuinely knew um, him and also his, I think he's got a brother as well, who was a news reporter or something like that. Um, so I think that was the main reason my dad used to watch the bill as well, because he's like used to hang out with, with, with good old Kev. So there was that. That was the death I noted. Oh, also like back of my head, but I don't know enough about him, but Enoch Powell, um, was a name that jumped out. And the only event that I, that I got was that the Eurovision was held in Birmingham. <laughs> so obviously we'd won it the year before. So we were hosting. Um, and I really remember that because obviously I didn't live in Birmingham at the time, but I remember it went over to um, to the, uh, who's the Brummy Cook? The Brummy what? The Brummy Cook. The Brummy Cook. Yeah, from our childhood. I mean, my dad's from Birmingham. <laughs> but was he on the telly? Was he uh, like a Jamaican lady? <laughs> no, I don't believe my dad was Jamaican. I don't think Rus- he was. Rusty Lee? I, I don't know. Rusty Lee? She's the first famous person I ever met, basically. Right. That's why, like, because I remember it went over to her and she kind of did the, up- she did, like, the update on our behalf, or sort of, like our scores. But, yeah, I met her when I was four. Uh, it's my first ever autograph. They think I'd properly remember a name. <laughs> Not to search for it. So there you go. There's one death and one event. Well, I have to say that when you were talking about one event, I didn't think it was going to be that. I thought it was going to be the fact that that's where we reach a Good Friday agreement of Northern Ireland. You know, something quite significant and impactful that made a difference to an awful lot of lives. Um, I thought that's what you were going to go with, but no, we went for the Eurovision being held in Birmingham. But, you know, we, we prioritise on this show and we speak about the things that matter. To us. I'm very selfish. I'm very, I don't know how this hasn't come up yet. I'm very selfish, very self-absorbed. So I saw Birmingham and was like, well, I live there. <laughs> I don't, just to clarify that. <laughs> Okay, I'll find a Yorkshire one for next week. It's always Yorkshire references. Yeah. It's God's own country. Uh-huh. Yeah, you've even got a special day. There's Yorkshire Day, isn't there? Every day is Yorkshire Day. <laughs> right. Um, moving on to TV. What did you think of TV this year? So I've got I've got some pretty this is the first time I still haven't got 10, but I have got eight. Um and then I've got a few television things that happened as well. So yeah, I feel I'm following my null pattern at the minute where I've got my 10, but I've got a few good ones, a few not so good ones, and a few I want to mention. Uh-huh. So do you want me to go first with mine? Yeah, you go first. We've not done that thing yet. Have we, have we planned what we're going to do? Well, we'll save that for oh, season have we? two. Oh, have we? <laughs> yeah, we're just <laughs> tricking everyone. Like double bluffing. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So uh, let, let's get. Uh, in fact, I'm going to mention this one first because I'm going to mention. Oh, this is going to 
generate some kind of ire or comment or critique from you when I say this, because the one I haven't seen, which is worth mentioning, which is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, And the reason I mention it is because it's a massively generational thing that I just never... Mm. I think that I missed the first series. I didn't catch on to it. And then I tried watching it from season two, but I didn't really know what was going on. So and I think back at that time, you you know, I suppose you'd get the VHS, but you couldn't really go back and watch stuff. Mm. And so I just kind of lost my way. Uh, and I am going to go back and watch it at some point. It's on my list of things to go back and re-watch. But it's, it was such a huge thing, and it's still talked about today by that many people that have watched it, that I'm really, really jealous and envious that I didn't watch it at the time. Even though, and on a previous episode of Decapod, you said you don't care much for vampires. No, it's not that I don't care for vampires. It's just that I often find the films not overtly scary. And don't get me wrong, I realise that I'm more than capable of being camp and that I like steps (laughs) and bewitched. But I find them a bit, it's a bit camp for me. So I do like them. And, you know, I like True Blood, but I, I think it's when it's, I don't know. Uh, it's not that I dislike vampires. I just, it's got to work. If they don't work, it's shit. I think that's what um, it is. That's as close as I'm going to get to catching you out. <laughs> well, it's like The Brides of Dracula, which was Hammer Horror, which must have been 50s or 60s, something like that. That's an absolutely phenomenal film. I mean, look, it's, it's 50s, so the effects are shit, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's I love the, the, the Hammer Horror vampire films but not an awful lot since then. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head other than True Blood, which is a TV series. And probably Buffy, because I've watched the odd episode and I quite enjoyed it. Um, I can't really think of anything else vampire-wise that, that I particularly enjoyed. I think, no, it's not It's not my horror vampire, I don't think. Okay. As you were. Oh, it's my list, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, well, I'll keep going then. What did I just say? Buffy Vampire Slayer. Um, all right, so I'm going to mention a few more that I wasn't overly keen on, but I'm going to mention uh, the 11 o'clock show was okay. <laughs> Yay, can I talk about this, or do you want me to wait till it's my go? Uh, you can talk, but just before you do, I just want to double-check, that's where Ali G was introduced, wasn't it? On the 11 it was. Show. Yeah, okay. Right, fire away. Right, so 11 o'clock show is really important for me. It's got one of the most important people on my list, um, and that is Mr. Ian Lee, who I absolutely adore. A little bit too much, um, to be fair. So he's basically like featured in my story, probably more than, well, certainly more than he would sort of remember. Um, But yeah, I absolutely loved him on the 11 o'clock show. I followed him right through, so he went to Rise, then he went did loads of like talk radio and things like that. And um, I have spoken to him, but I've spoken to him in the worst situation ever, which is uh, when my marriage ended and I kind of realised my marriage has ended, I rang the radio show. So my sort of interaction with him was me in this almost like shell-shocked state. And he kind of went, Emma, hi, how are you tonight? And I was like, not very well. I think my marriage has ended. And he laughed. <laughs> and he went, he went, I'm so sorry, he went, I'm not laughing at the fact that your marriage has ended. It's like you've said you're not sure why you called in, I think, when you initially said, but you've called in because your marriage has ended, Emma. Let's talk about it. And he kind of almost did a bit of counselling with me. Um, and it's such an embarrassment because I would love to sort of put that and it made the podcast. And I would love to, but I, I can't because it's just this embarrassing, broken thing. Um, yeah, and then followed him to Twitch. 
I've just found out that he's starting his own radio station, which I think is super exciting. I've also <laughs> replied to a tweet about it to say, can we put our podcast on? <laughs> so he's probably, if he's not already blocked me, because I did have to sort of step back from like their Twitch show and stuff like that. But going back to 11 o'clock, so I had to sort of say that because he's like one of my most favorite. I've got socks with his face on that I got for from my work colleagues when I was having like a rough time of it um, and they're like my pride and joy but it's such an I truly believe the 11 o'clock show it's a really important show it's kind of up there um not quite up there with like brass eye but it's of that kind of ilk and it's definitely of that era as you said you've got Sasha Baron Cohen coming through as Ali G and doing those kind of mock interviews but then you've also got Daisy um going on and trying to be like the the cutesy woman also it's Ricky Gervais Mackenzie Crook um also like originate um I've seen some clips of it and Ian actually has done some watch throughs with people on Twitch and he will go, I'm dying. This is horrible because there's a lot of misogynistic humor again, a little bit like TFI, but probably even further because it's the 11 o'clock show. Um, so it hasn't aged well at all. He's really embarrassed by a lot of the content. Um, and sort of Ricky stuff is really, I watched Ricky stuff. I was really disappointed. I was like, it's just trying to do shock humor so it's interesting, but I loved watching it. I loved watching it um, when it was. I remember watching that when it was on and thinking it was exciting to watch. Well, I used to really like the LG segments, and I, that had, like just grabbed my attention. The rest of it had kind of been background stuff for me, but uh, yeah, I did really like Daisy Donovan. Um, yeah. I found her. I don't know why, but just gravitated towards her humor. I'm not yeah. quite sure why. And a little bit like Ali G, I guess, having to keep that straight face when you're asking questions that you know are sort of to catch people out and things like that. But we'll say the Ali G stuff stands. It's still really, really funny. But I think one of the things that they've said when they've sort of done watch throughs of it, I think it's because he's a child. So it kind of makes it a little bit less like the person's under attack and stuff. Yeah. But he's, he also generally attacked the the people in positions of power. Yeah. He wouldn't go after the the minority groups. He'd go after the straight white male that owns the corporations. And I think he did uh-huh. Donald Trump at one point, and and the, he did um, Posh and Bex, didn't he? That was for yeah. children, uh, either, I think, or something was, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So yeah, I think that that that's why that stands. It's it's not picking on the minority. It's picking on the the well off, the ones that in, in theory can take it. Uh-huh. So yeah, the eleven o'clock show. Had um, a deeper discussion about that than I thought we would. I'm so sorry. I had to. No, that's not sorry. That's good. I, thought, <laughs> I, I think I liked it more than I remember liking it, which is opposite to steps. There you go. It's all, all oh, going off tonight. Um, all right. So I'm also going to mention Trisha. Trisha started <laughs> night night, and I really like Trisha. She's the only one of all those. Is it talk shows? What do you call them? Mm-hmm. That, that sort of talk show that I liked. So there was... Um, you know, you had Oprah, Ricky, Ricky Lake and Jerry Springer and all that. Didn't like any of them. Trisha, I just found really endearing. Oh, what about Kilroy? No, not bad. <laughs> what about Jeremy Kyle? No, not bad. <laughs> Do you know my favourite thing I like to reel out about Jeremy Kyle is like he stands up there like he's like he's like purer than, than, the, than, the, than, the, than, he's purer than snow. And uh, he met his wife. Um, he was working on radio. They did this thing where two people met to get married and he stole the bride. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, you're your own show. Your own life is. Anyway, sorry, digress. But no, I like Trisha. Um, 
<laughs> also, uh, one of the crappiest TV comedies of all time that I used to watch simply, oh, your expression when I've said that. Are you now trying to work out which comedy it is? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, simply because, uh, and I'm going to watch your expression. I say this as well. Simply because of the um, the the three female leads that were all very attractive, Babes in the Wood. I never saw it. No, I watched it. Didn't listen to it or pay attention to it. It was crap. It, I Denise, don't remember it. Denise Van Outen, Samantha, Janus, Janus, and um, someone else. I can't remember who else. So yeah, not very good. Also. In 1998, started with Soccer Saturday. And what channel was that? Sky, I don't know if it had been Sky Sports or Sky Sports News. Oh, okay. So Soccer Saturday. Was that a precursor to the big one? I don't what's know what the, the, um... the big one is. <laughs> what's, the, what's, what's the one that Tim... Didn't think he did. You mean Soccer AM? Soccer AM there. Okay, no. so is it the precursor to that? No, very different shows. Soccer AM was just like a lot of people dicking about Tim Lovejoy, Helen Chamberlain. Never liked it, ever. It was just like, no, just... I, I took my football seriously at that point, and, and I didn't enjoy that. But Soccer AM was... They, they had four panellists and Jeff Stelling... And they just kind of spend, I think, three hours before, like 12 till 3, oh, talking about it. God. And then they commentate on it. And it was like seven hours long, this show, and I used to watch it oh, every so weekend. Right. And it's still now, going. Yes. It's now it's now chiming bells of it being on in my like my front room. And the only thing I can think of that is more boring was a show that my dad watched on a Sunday where there's four in a room talking about the sports pages of the newspapers. I used to like that. <laughs> um, what, I forgot what it was called now. I can't remember. It's called Sunday, it supplement. Sunday supplement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's stopped now. But either way, but I, good. Not, like, my campaign worked. <laughs> well, I went and got it on podcast, which was best than watching it on TV. But um, I, also looking back now, I think that sums up my relationship with football. Was that it wasn't watching that I enjoyed? I used to enjoy the politics behind it. Is it the so, story? The story, yes, exactly. The stories. There we go. With it, it all links together. Yeah, it all, we've planned this show out from episode one, <laughs> and it all ties in. So, soccer Saturday. Um, I'm going to throw these two in together because they kind of tie in together. Scrappy Challenge and Robot Wars. Oh, okay. I think I spied the, but I didn't like either of them. Robot Walls was Craig Charles. It certainly was. And Scrap Heap Challenge was a bloke who played Crichton. Oh, so two little red dwarfers. And that's just come in my head as well. It's all kicking off. It's amazing. We just, oh, maybe like you solve something about the universe from 1998. I felt a shift. Yeah. Genuinely felt a shift. Well, yeah, more like um, Loki. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so we've come to our final three. Uh, and I loved this show for a little while, but I soon got bored of it. Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Who wants right, to be so a millionaire? Sorry. Right, so I want to have, because I think we could both do a good Chris Tarrant impression. So can we have a Chris Tarrant? I don't think I can. So, I don't it's know. One of my, so if I. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't know how to do a Chris Tarrant impression. Ah. I don't think that sounds like Chris Tarrant. I think that sounds like you're doing me again. 
<laughs> that was better. That's the best one I did. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to attempt to do that because I don't believe that sounds like Chris Tarrant. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, I'm not adverse to impressions, as, you, as you're aware. Uh, but I, I don't think I can do it. I wouldn't know where to start because it's certainly not that. Um, but I did like Who Wants to be, be a Millionaire when it first came out. I thought it was a very novel concept to a game show. Yeah, my dad was. My dad rang to try and get on it a few times, but never meant. My thing with it was it was too hard to get on because it was hard enough to get to the, the 10 and then you've got to be the fastest to go up and play. And to me, that's just, no, I want to apply and I need to know I'm going to be there in that hot seat. I can't I can't cope with not getting through the next bit. That would do me in. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, on to my, my final two. Uh, I'm... I love both of these shows and I'm going to leave the best to last, I think. So, um, all right. Now, this one, I think, was five series long and I only watched the first four. So at some point, I need to make room to go back and, and complete. This is going back as well because earlier on in this season, we spoke about how I tend to get bored and not finish watching stuff. So there you go. Um, yeah, Alan McBeal. Oh, I never watched it. Never interested me. Really? I, I just, uh, it got me in the feels. Oh. And they were dancing babies and stuff like that. Oh, I love stuff like that. But yeah, really liked Alan McBeal. And it was, I don't know, I think it was because at that time, it was around about, how old would have been, 98, sort of 15? Yeah, so. About 16, yeah. Yeah, so around about 16, 17, I was, I was, I was quite lonely and I, I, I just wanted to not be lonely. And I think that that's probably why I gravitated towards Robbie Williams a bit because he used to sing songs about being lonely and yeah. I think Bill was largely about being lonely. And, um, yeah, and I cried at Alan McBeal as well a couple of times. Oh. Billy died. Spoilers for 1998 TV show, Billy died. Oh, poor Billy. Poor Billy, yeah. Um, all right, so that's Ali McBeal. Uh, I'm going to go back and watch that at some point, finish it. And then, uh, you know, maybe the greatest TV show of 1998 is clearly The Royal Family. Was that 98? I hope so. I mean, you've not been wrong yet. Um, you say that, you just don't check. Yeah, wow, no, too busy um, covering my ass, that's why. <laughs> well, I'm happy to run with it because it's probably one of the best comedies ever written. I'm doing a live check again. But I loved the royal family. I thought that it was, I agree, one of the best comedies ever written. But it was very much, it was different to anything I'd seen before. You know, all before that, all the the sitcoms or or whatever, they they were all staged and you had the, you know, the laughing audience or the laughter track. The royal family didn't. And you had to work out when to laugh. Whereas when you watch those other shows, you're told when to laugh and that makes you laugh more sometimes because you know you, you're laughing with other people which is always a nice feeling but we're a royal family you it's left up to you and that was brilliant and some of the humor in it just i don't know that the characters were brilliant and and what's her face she um what's her name Car- carolina hearn was it yeah yeah she just uh, she wrote didn't she and she was i don't know i think the the, the, the actors that played them were phenomenal i just yeah just brilliant. I just realised I'm twirling my hair like Denise. That <laughs> <laughs> must have like set something off in my head. Yeah, yeah, perfectly cast, perfectly written. And what it was really good at, and it's, again, 
it's something that people so um afterlife that ricky gervais wrote is often like really attributed with this whole idea about you could be roaring laughing one minute and then sobbing crying the next well she perfected that with the royal family where there's like the moment when she's giving birth and she's really she's really scared and she's having that conversation with her dad that is like flood of tears i think about it's a later episode given but the like the queen of sheba with nana i mean that has got so many ups and downs in that episode so she did emotion really well but like my god how good have you got to be at writing comedy they only really watch the tv they just sat watching the tv so you could do that as a radio and it would obviously they have visual gags in there and they have reactions but as someone like i always that would be my dream would be to write a sitcom to write comedy and you look at something like they go, I just never would be able to even touch where she got to. Like, just amazing. And this is probably going to come across a bit patronising, and I really don't mean it to, but I imagine as well from growing up in the North and having the North so richly represented, that must have been quite nice as well because even like Fools and Horses, they're still Southern so I feel like it was a really good, rep- truer representation of the North than maybe we'd seen in a lot of stuff before. I mean, yeah, that is patronising. <laughs> Why is it patronising? <laughs> You're lumping the North together. You're not watching Game oh. of Thrones now. It's not like there's a wall dividing it and everything up North. It's like the King of the North. No, admittedly, North is better than South and or Midlands, whatever way you want to go. But North, you got, I mean, I'm, I'm not Liverpool. They're not. They're Manchester. I thought they were Scouse. No, Manchester. No. What's his face? Uh, Ricky Tomlinson's Scouse. Yeah, he is, but they're set in Manchester. One of us is going to have to (laughs) apologise next week because I'm pretty sure it's set in Liverpool. Uh, And I'm. I'm, Are you committing to this? Because I'm committing to this. It's set in Manchester. Right. One of us is going to have to apologise next week, so you may get your first apology (laughs) from me. Will it be directly um, to me? It's to everyone. <laughs> I'll be looking at you. Um, <laughs> but did they ever? Did they ever do any episodes outside of that house? No, I think the furthest they move is when they do the decorating. Yeah, oh, I tell you what they do do. They do do. There's the Christmas episode, and that's at Denise and Dave's, and it's one of the only episodes I think gets a bit too silly. Because that's the one where they've bought the turkey and they can't defrost it, so he has a bath with it. And you're like, sometimes I get a bit annoyed by stuff like that because I'm like, they're not that stupid. Yeah, and like that one that, that, but yeah, that's the only time I can think when they're somewhere else. I mean, like you were saying there before, it's not. I mean, it is a comedy. It don't always feel like a comedy. Sometimes it feels like a yeah. drama. It's got that really good balance. But but yes, just upon checking, it was 1998 that came out. So at least nice. I've got that right. Excellent. Um, right. Shall I? I've got a couple. That's yeah, not that, been that's mentioned. my list. So so fire away. So I'm going in with, I never watched this. So I was just keen to see if I couldn't remember it and it couldn't have run for very long. And I was just a bit like can't cook, won't cook. Um, Ice Warriors. Which was a spin-off of Gladiators. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I don't it at all. I didn't do any more research on it other than just seeing it was a spin-off of that. So yeah, thought I'd throw that in. Um, I've also got Airline, 
another that this whole fly on the wall documentary or is it airport <gasps> now i'm now i'm confused i've written airline but i feel like it was called airport because it would have been jeremy i'm committing to airport yeah why well, have i got airline um yeah so i've put that down and i will find i i say get him on see what he's doing now um he could <laughs> he could double up with bewitched um i've got good no one pressure. doubles up with bewitched <laughs> Well, what about what about the cause? What about that? No, I mean they're coming close second, but like bewitched the top of a tree there. Wow, that's controversial, um, right? So I've also got goodness gracious me um, for night ninety eight, and I think that's I don't like sketch shows, but that's a really important sketch show, and it's that kind of seeing people of color coming in and having their own sort of space to sort of make jokes and they have to be called out for the amazing sketch which is going for an english oh yeah because that is one of the funniest sketches ever written uh i just love it um so yeah goodness gracious me um love that show and then so graham norton i got written down for 1998 and obviously that's when he kind of becomes that behemoth of chat shows was that the one where he did one Every night a week, he did like five shows a week for a while, didn't it? Was it that one? I'm not sure. I'd got it in my head. It was just when he was on Channel Four. It could have been every night, I guess. But I just go to things like there was Kitty Phone and stuff like that, and it was that. Yeah, it was really sort of raucous and I think pictures of vaginas often and things like that. So, so we have to mention that. And I've also got Mrs. Brown. And I don't really remember being that interested in it because I don't really like period dramas, but I think it's worth noting because it's got Billy Connolly in it and it's when people were like, Billy Connolly can act. He's really good. And he like became friends with Judy Dench and it felt like a real kind of movement from him from being like an amazing stand-up, but then also showing that he's, there's this extra layer of talent that we didn't know about um, as well. Oh, and Bob the Builder. Uh, <laughs> As you were. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they were mine. So I've got three sort of TV events. So Tiffany, Tiffany Mitchell died. It was the oh, New Year's no. Eve episode. Um, I was going to say it's a big moment. It was her moment. A little bit of a Martine McCutcheon. Yeah, another another southern drama for you. Yes, um, top notch. Uh, so that, uh, and I didn't realize this character came onto Corey as early as 1998, but it was when Haley um, first appeared in Coronation Street and was the first trans transgender character. And I thought, wow, if we think about, we'd, I would sort of say that's a theme that's only really just starting to get the prominence and discussion that it probably deserved. Good for Corey for bringing that in as something like to talk about and the way they handled it as well, like Haley and Roy, and they became one of the soap's most loved couples. Um, I just thought that was note worth noting. The northern flavour. Yeah, yeah. And my last one um, thing that I put is Matthew Corbett retired from Sooty in 1998. Now, Matthew Corbett will be the earliest entry onto my list because I had such a crush on him when I was a kid. Like, 
there would be episodes. So I had about three sooty videos, and I definitely really liked the one where he was in these pajamas. And I, I adored him. I still do a bit, but apparently, if you meet him, he won't talk to you about sooty. So there's our sex chat. <laughs> oh, there's a joke somewhere about hand up and. Oh, I can't quite put my finger on it. Can I be your, can I be your puppet? Yeah. <laughs> Work me like a puppet, Matthew. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Put his hand up here and make his squeak like sooty or what's his name? Sweep. Sweep. Yeah. The comedy genius of, of, of sooty. Brilliant. He did that thing with his head where he just pat his head. Oh, I, love, <laughs> I love sooty. Sooty were awesome. Best episode, best episode, throwing it out there, is where Sweep's family come to stay. And there's like 20 Sweeps. No. I will see your Sweep's family and raise you with Super Sweep. <gasps> yes, Super Dog. Um, yes. That was, that was the episode I had on video. I had video and it was one where they had guest stars and it was Duncan Goodjew the Swimmer for the first one. There was Bonnie Langford. And then for Superdog, can you remember? It was Jeff Capes, the strong man, and he was pulling lorries along. And Sue really likes him. She's like, oh, Jeff, I hated Sue, though. Snitch. It's like, because you're jealous, because my... But I like that we bonded over Sue. <laughs> it's taken us from 1999 to 1998, and the thing that we bonded over the most is Sutty and Sweep. It's a nice moment. Any more on TV? Or should we leave it on that nice, harmonious end? I think we should end the show there, because I sense it. <laughs> we may not yeah. be quite as harmonious coming up, but no, nope. it's, it's nice memories thinking about something in Sweep. It is. We had the best era as well, I think, the Matthew era. Yes. What were his dad called? Harry. Harry. Yeah. And there's... I, don't, I still don't know if this is true, but someone told me that they're all related to Harry Ramsden, as in the chip shop. It could be, but could that be one of the things where your friends have said something to you to see? Let's see if Emma will believe this. It was told me by, yeah, it was told me by a friend at school. So, yeah, very likely. And it's the same as, so I tell you how someone else got me um, when I went to uni and you do this. Um, like an interesting fact about yourself and there was a guy and he genuinely was julian clary's nephew um but he made me believe that julian clary isn't actually gay <laughs> so, like, that's some impressive acting going on there well he said he said it's just an act so he's got a wife and like for years i would that that would be like almost like my fact at dinner parties julian clary's not gay did you know it's like he's got a husband See, now, I will stick up this slightly there, because I used to think that about Dale Winton. Oh, oh, rest in peace. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten that. Mm, I know. It feels like he should, he'd still be, like, hosting, wouldn't he? I think it's a Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. There's that many people that have died that I think that are still alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could do a whole new feature. Oh no, you would. I'd, I'd be worried about you after the end. <laughs> yeah. Either way, right? We'll, we'll think nice thoughts, sooty and sweet. Nice thoughts, yeah. sooty and sweet. Back to there. Okay, cool. Films. Who's going first? Films. 
Shall I go first? You can go first. Okay, so I'm going to start with Patch Adams. Okay. You've not seen it. I'm not seeing Patch Adams. I might see because it just stacks up this argument that you don't like Robin Williams. So let's just move on quickly from that. I've also got Lost in Space. Uh, Matt LeBlanc. Yes. I took that out of my list. It made it to my final 12 and it's such a good film. I love it. And what's really, if you've seen the original series... Gary Oldman's portrayal of the Doctor is spot on and you know he's gone back and he's watched the original series when he's done his own portrayal I I love it it's so much fun and it got panned when it went to the cinema it shouldn't have been it's great it's just good fun um, space film yeah I never saw the original series I don't think I did but it's another one of them films I I don't know if I bought it on VHS or whether I taped it off at telly but I I wore that VHS out it was just again you can't say it's like an epic film but it's one you can just watch and enjoy yeah it's mindless isn't it yeah completely Um, also probably so I've also got The Wedding Singer no never seen it no Ah, oh, so it's still Adam Sandler being kind of good before he just starts going, you liked it? Oh, no, that's Happy Gilmore. Uh, okay, uh, I I really like it. I like him pairing with... I love Drew Barrymore, um, so I, I'll pretty much watch anything Drew Barrymore's in anyway. Um, and I liked... I was a bit obsessed with the 80s um, at the time, so the fact it's set in the 80s and there's that kind of soundtrack going on. Meh, I think it was good. Okay, so I'm going to stick with the comedies. Um, something about Mary. Oh. You've never what that you've not got it or you've never seen it? Both. Oh my goodness. The problem with something about Mary's problematic. It there's oh. a lot of people that would say that that you would not be able to bring that film out now though. Why? Because there's a lot of comedy surrounding a character um with special needs, which I always feel like I don't feel like the jokes on him particularly, but there's a um, use of a word that would be very much frowned upon and unacceptable as well now. But again, the character who says it is trying to expose he's a bad person. So it's a bad person using the word. It's that grey area of comedy, isn't it, where... See, I think this is my issue with comedy. Uh, especially films more than TV series, because let's go back to Father Ted, for example. You watch Father Ted, I could watch the first episode of that, and if I didn't like it, 20 minutes. I've not wasted anything, you know. And But then if I do like it, it's, oh, great, I found something that I really enjoy. Because I'm really, really, really finicky and fussy with my comedy, and if it doesn't, grab me from like the the trailer then I don't want to watch it because I think if I watch a comedy and it's not funny it's generally shit if I watch a horror film that's not scary I can often still have fun with it Mm. if I watch a romance that I don't cry over I can often still find stuff in it but I think a comedy that's not funny I don't I can't latch to it it just feels like a waste and also I can remember maybe I'm getting my times mixed up on my timelines, but I can remember seeing comedies where I do just look and I think, that's just offensive. Mm. It's not funny. It's just offensive, but everyone else is laughing. I should probably laugh too because I'll be the odd one out. And and then it just feels uncomfortable. So I think that I've missed a lot of comedies for for those reasons. And that's that's probably quite a, that's probably quite a good idea. 
I have to, I would just, again, another boyfriend, I remember watching it at a boyfriend's house. Um, so it's just like, it's in my core memory banks around, you know, fun times, fun times with that boyfriend. Uh, I'm trying to be really careful to not name check too many people because some people would just be like, oh yeah, no, no, who that is. Um, right. So I've also got on my list Blade. Yes. Is that one that you've got? It's the, the second, because I've rated a few of these and I've like got a top three. Um, Blade would be second in my list because it's one of the most underrated films of all time. It's like when when, when Deadpool come out or when they do Batman or whatever, that's making an 18 or an R-rated superhero film. No, there's fucking been one and it's still mm-hmm. one of the best superhero quote-unquote films of all time. And do you know what? It's vampire. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not camp. It's pure awesomeness. And it's just an absolute, I mean, it's a whole different, I think that's probably why I latched onto it so much, because again, the vampire generally goes down the cheese and the, you know, yeah. the, the the vampire wrapping his cloak around and, you know, making silly noises in a tense back. There's none of that shit here. It's fucking leather coats. There's no bats. There's just guns and blood and blowing stuff up. And it's like action slash vampire slash superhero. And it's just wonderful. And even the trilogy, the other two are pretty good. Uh, which, by the way, I think the third one has a wrestler Paul of X slash Triple H in it. So there you go, wrestling reference. Don't manage to bring it in. Every show I will sneak it in. But it's just such a... And, uh, Wesley Snipes plays absolutely brilliantly. And it's one of those... It's got jeopardy throughout. It's You feel like it could end badly. Because when you look at it, technically, you know, Blade, he's, he is a vampire. You know, yeah. it could end with him being killed off. So it's got the jeopardy throughout. It's, it's a, a massively underrated and forgot film and massively concerned the fact that they're bringing another one out. But either yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I have two things to say about it. One is the the starting sequence at the nightclub is one of my all-time favourite starting sequences to a film. And I bloody love the song. Absolutely mental. Um, and we do need to mention the blobby thing in the bath. <laughs> with a squeaky voice <laughs> so I've never understood I've never understood it and so and he just yeah he tortures really easily and gets information just by shining a light on them um yeah so there's that but I I think it's a it's a great film um so that so I'm just marking stuff off I'm doing a U and I'm marking things off um so I've got sliding doors not because I think it's a particularly great film, but um, it's interesting. It's interesting, like that concept about crossing paths with people and maybe like only for a short term or something like that. And I saw it at the cinema. I really didn't like Gwyneth Paltrow at the time either. She's grown on me over years, but um, yeah. Links to links to Aqua. Never, never seen it. Uh, I, I, I still don't particularly like Gwyneth Paltrow unless I'm getting it mixed up with someone else. She was Pepper Potts once, you know, man, I think. She was. Uh, she was. She's is, also head in a box. <laughs> it is, oh. <laughs> right, sad horror film, Seven. Yeah, that thriller. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, did, she, did she make the big song and dance about steaming her vagina? Yeah, yeah, she's always talking about her vagina. 
Is that a thing? Is that what women do? It is for her. Um, no, I, I make no claim. I wasn't meaning you specifically. I don't speak on behalf, on behalf of all women. Yeah. <laughs> okay. that they, they steam their vaginas. Uh, right. Um, I've also got the Big Lebowski. No. Oh, Matt, this it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Um, the 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 lack of crossover that we have on films. Um, yeah, I have to say it. Uh, I'm sorry, but I have to say it for the people that have seen it. It's like I'm the dude. Such a good. I would really. Uh, but you're a bit funny about comedy, and it is. I think it's Cohen Brothers potentially, and they do kind of do a bit out there. But I love it. Um, Jeff Bridges, um, John Goodman. Steve Buscemi. I like John um, Goodman. And a bowling theme um, as well. Uh, okay. Right. Truman Show. I, I like the Truman Show. Uh, really good film. Um, and I think we touched on this last week that I don't dislike Jim Carrey when I thought I did. It was just yeah. the H. Ventura thing. But um, but no, uh, the, the Truman Show freaks me out a little bit. I've got to be honest, because it makes me wonder. Yeah, see, that was going to be my question to you, was did you watch it and wonder, is it happening to me? Still wonder, not just did I, I still wonder, because sometimes things happen in my life, you could class this show, possibly, as me thinking, <laughs> there's something fucking weird going on here. This this feels a bit too premeditated. This doesn't feel like it's natural choice. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go a random way to work today. Oh, no, well, there's loads of traffic stopping me going that way. I'm going to have to go my normal way. <laughs> yeah. It all feels a bit suspect. Also, uh, and again, flashbacks to an earlier reference in the show, makes me wonder if there maybe is some truth in the flat earth theory, because you know, <laughs> am I just in the big dome thing or whatever? And I don't like water particularly. I'm not a bad swimmer, but I don't particularly want to go on a big boat. So I'm not going to go far. Um, I don't want to be in a plane. I don't particularly like flying. I'll go there through necessity. It's like all these things have been put into my head that stop me. You can see what goes in my brain a lot, can't you, right? But it's stopping me going to places. And I watched another TV show. I can't remember what it's called. Once that'll come up at some point. And it's spoilers for this TV show that I can't remember what it's called, but whatever. They're in a spaceship. And they've basically been sent to colonise another planet. And they're flying off, and it's like 2032 or so. I don't know, whatever the year is. And someone misbehaves on this spaceship. So they eject them from the spaceship. Oh. oh but when no. they eject them from the spaceship, they land on like a net. And that's how Hi. the ends. It turns out the spaceship never went anywhere. It's just in being held in this, this warehouse and this bloke just landed in Earth, and it's like actually 1999 or whatever. And, yeah, just all crazy. And all this stuff just freaks me the crap out. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I shouldn't watch it. I shouldn't pay attention to it. Oh, man, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Oh, um, so I, I don't ask what your theory on COVID is. <laughs> is that to keep you at home? Is that all it was? Now I think that. <laughs> I thought it were like a proper, you know, thing. I nah, think it, is oh. a proper, it is a proper thing. I've had it's an injection thing. and everything. Although, That's come to think of it, thing. I didn't look at it. I looked away because I don't like needles. <laughs> so they could have just like pricked me with something. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't worry about it. Be fine. You right. can't, no, you can't say, don't worry about it. Well, you told me someone's looking through my door. So, <laughs> touche. 
yeah, but you've just told me the whole world's conspired against me. <laughs> I, just, I just wondered about COVID, that was all. Uh, right, lock stock. Yeah, I've seen it, sorry. Oh, I love it. And I'm going to say, I really don't clip what I'm about to say. It's like, I like lock stock, but not as much as I like snatch. <laughs> Just right in the stand, 212. <laughs> I don't know what to come back to. I, I don't particularly like either of them, you know, very southern. Yeah, yeah. A theme You've created a north south divide. I have, on this I show now. <laughs> Sick. Um, oh, well, this, this next one won't help with that either, but this is my top film for 1998. And I was excited because I thought it was either last year or this year that I'd get to talk about it. And it's called This Year's Love. Um, it stars Kathy Burke. It's an English film. It wouldn't have been a big box office hit or anything like that, but I absolutely love this film. It really sort of spoke to me at a time when I, I really associated with Kathy Burke. Kathy Burke's got this line in the film. So basically the concept of the film is you'll meet seven people before you meet your true love or you have relationships with seven people and you follow so <laughs> doing the math. I'm gonna have to go have a word with wife. <laughs> Sorry, love. It might not be seven. What's your number? I think I'm on three. I think it's three. I think it is three. I don't think you don't need to have a conversation. <laughs> it's fine. You did it. Well done. Um, and it, the, the film follows people and they and they kind of intertwine and different and they kind of sleep with each other. They don't necessarily know each other as a collective and it's quite clever in the way the stories interweave and things like that but Kathy Burke she sleeps with this guy and wakes up in the morning and he like looks and she goes it's all right mate don't worry you've woken up with a fat bird I'll get my coat like that and I really associate with that because I was never like wasn't like fat when I was here but I am the quirky uh Ugh. oh I was gonna say ugly then and I stopped myself but I am like the quirky best friend I'm not like the, the dream girl or anything like that so really associate with that thing of that regret that a guy could have when they turn over and they see that you're like laid next to them so like really associated with it but then he's like I don't want you to go and I think he makes for a cup of tea and it's like and it's nice but I love Kathy Burke anyway and I need to re-watch that film because I just it's a great film I'm sure that you're someone's dream girl. I don't. And if you're listening to this show and you would like Emma to be a dream girl, write in. Write us a letter. <laughs> well, send them to me. I'll vet them. <laughs> I'll, I'll pre-select and I'll fire some your way. I I don't think no because the problem is then they know then they get to know me and then they go nah. It only takes one conversation to realise how loopy it gets. This I side mean, you're the saying Zoom. they say nah. <laughs> we've, we've had some interesting conversations recently. <laughs> I don't think that's strictly true. But either way, right, right into the show. I'll, I'll put my address in the show notes. Send me some letters. I'll vet some out and I'll send them over one at a time. Criteria, um, must like Die Hard. It, <laughs> Must agree that Men in Tights is the best film <laughs> of the Robin Hood collection. Not dating you. So, yeah, right, and I will vet them and send them to you. I think that's brilliant. Is that the end of your list? Yeah. I mean, you've not said the X-Files. I know, because I didn't like the X-Files. 
because I was scared of it. Don't you like Deep Impact? No. Well. <laughs> I was trying to think, oh, I could see that one up. Put that on the list <laughs> of criteria. <laughs> Not adding Deep Impact to your list. <laughs> Just generally. <laughs> list of people on back of your T-shirt. Bottom it says Deep Impact. <laughs> Someone says, is that the film you like now? Just That's my name. No. <laughs> Just on an evening. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Okay, right. So let's move away from the sexual innuendo and we'll, we'll crack Aww. on with some quality films. So X-Files was released in 1998 and I did just do a side glance to make sure we're doing the right year. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the world's greatest film, but it was good. It was just an extension of the TV series. But you can always tell with a film like that how good it is by the fact that you don't need to watch it. You can just watch a series and not watch a film and not uh, miss anything, uh, which same happened with 24. When that came out, they did a little movie in the middle of that and you can just gloss over it. But it, we know it was a good film and I'm always going to mention it because I've all, obviously got a big old soft spot for the X-Files. Uh, and I even left Mulder and Scully off the music list, which was uh, mm. Catatonia, I think. Was it was. It? Um, also, uh, another, well, I suppose you could call X-Files horror. I suppose you could do sci-fi, oh, whatever. Uh, the reason I'm saying that is because another horror, Urban Legend, came out, which, again, not the best horror in the world, but it's one of those sort of 90s slasher ones. Again, just good fun to watch. Is that um, the one where it was the star? Is he hiding in the back seat of the car? Is I mean, that that's that a one? lot of horror films. <laughs> That's like 70% of them. But they're like, they've gone to a gas station. Still not narrowing it down. It could be. I mean, I've wrote it down. I'm not seeing it for a while. But again, this is me being honest. It's like the next one I was going to mention here was Halloween H2O. Mm. I couldn't give you a breakdown of what happened in Halloween H2O, apart from how it ends, or um, Urban Legend, because they all kind of blend into one, but I still yeah. enjoy them. It's my kind of slasher. Um, yeah, Halloween H2O was good, uh, which was called Halloween H2O because it was 20 years uh, after the first. Not which just because nice. it's watery. And we also have um, <laughs> Rush Hour, which was Jackie Chan and... Chris Rock. I'm going to say Chris Rock, but or I'm getting it confused. Tucker? I can't remember now. I think, I think it's Chris it, Rock. It's... Yes, maybe. We'll see. But yeah, that was quite funny. I didn't like any of the sequels, but that was good. Um, all right, we're going to come on to the big debate now, um, which apparently isn't a big debate because someone only likes Deep Impact in a certain fashion. Um, <laughs> there, were, there was two meteor slash comic slash world ending movies that came out in 1998. We had Deep Impact and Armageddon. Have you watched them? No. No? Okay. I won't quiz you about them then. Um, they're not the world's greatest of films. I think I mentioned last week about I'm not the biggest disaster fan, disaster film fan, unless it's like a world-ending event, mm. and, and this is. And I, I think that Deep Impact was a really good film. It was quite emotional. It was thought-provoking because it wasn't just about a comet, just about exploring the Earth. It was very much about how would civilization react how would we respond? And I think the biggest difference between the two films that stands out for me is with Deep Impact, they're like, yes, we've found this comet. It's going to take one and a half years to reach Earth. We've got all this time to deal with it. You go to Armageddon, they say, we found this comet. It's 13 days away. Uh, <laughs> it's like, all oh, right, okay. Bruce Willis, quick, come here. Go save the day. 
it's a bit like that where, you know, you've got the build-up for Deep Impact. Armageddon's like, shit, 13 days before the world ends. Go save us. And I think that's the difference. Uh, but uh, good films. Uh, and uh, that's the only poll in our Facebook group that I've nearly won. Every poll I put up, I've lost everyone, but Deep Impact and Armageddon, I prefer Deep Impact, and it finished 50-50. Oh, okay. I didn't. Oh, I didn't vote. So we'll I could vote say that because <laughs> we know that's your preference. Um, two more films, and these uh, Blade and these two made up my top three that stood out for me of of, of uh, films from nineteen ninety eight. Uh, and we've spoken about Blade already. So, Enemy of the State with Will Smith. Oh, I've never seen it. It's really good. It, it's not the the flashiest of films. But it's another quite a gritty one. Will Smith's playing probably his first proper non-comedy role, mm. I'd say. Because even, I think we spoke about Independence Day before, still, you know, humour yeah. in that. There's very little humour in this. And I just like it because he's, I don't know, just a good film, really good film. Um, and then we come on to American History X. I've never seen it. Okay. A ridiculously unpleasant film to watch in in so many ways. It's this was the film that introduced me to uh, the right terms and apology term that's listening, but you know white privilege or race or you know that side of it. You know, straight white dude that lived in Bramley. I only knew white dudes. You know, it was that that was my upbringing. And I see this, it's like shit. This is scary. You know, mm. just about this, um, basically a Nazi in America. Um, I forget, it's Ed Norton playing him. It was a phenomenal Oh, actor. gosh, okay. Yeah. And it starts off with him. Oh, I'm not going to go into details, but it's just, if, if you like stuff that's a bit gritty, because, uh, again, I probably can't go into a detail about taking, like, a key story point uh-huh. away from it. Yeah, it's just really gritty, and it's about his almost like a transformation from being the overt Nazi to being someone that's... Um, about equality, yeah, um, and it's just uh, I don't know, it's, it gets you in the feels, I think. Oh, I'll have to check it. It's again, it depends what you like. If it's not hor- not horror, it's but it is quite disturbing. But my favorite film of 1998 would have been Blade, I think. Mm. Such a phenomenal film. Is that the what? So, what's your film recommendation then? Would it be Blade? Yes, yes, it would because I still I think it's massively underrated. As I said before, I think that it's just I don't know. It's just such a good film, and I hate just saying, "Oh, it's such a good film," but it, it's it such a good is. film. Yeah, it's it's brilliant, and I'm, I'm not going to go down the rant again. But it just yeah, really, it's it it's all you need from a superhero film without the humor. I've remembered um, why I really wanted to see it, and it had Stephen Dorff in it. Yeah. Oh, yes. On the list. Yeah. It just reminded me, I don't know what's made me think of it, because oh, when you said Stephen Dorff, for some reason I thought Stephen Merchant. Uh, <laughs> well, he's also on the list, so that's yeah. fine. Oh, well, there you go. Which brought me forward to uh, the Wolverine film that came out the other year, which I can't remember what it's called, Matt, it's called or Wolverine or something like that, where, um, you know, the unthinkable happens at the end of that. And it reminds that those two films are very similar in that sense, mm. in that kind of the strip out of the humour 
and they're just going with the the grittiness and the drama and the the emotion side of it and and you know yeah so um, yeah it reminds me of that so there you go yeah i would go with this year's love because i think most people won't probably heard of it but it is great and in particular because kathy burke's national treasure so check it just for her performance in it she's brilliant was that also a song by David Gray? It was. It features in the film. Oh, right. oh I, I didn't think. know that. I think. Oh, no. Oh, I'm getting hazy about it now. Are, are you mm. committing? Because we've got a no. Liverpool Manchester debate going on. Is this <laughs> oh, the Southerner? I've just realised that's that Southern thing again, isn't it? Where you're like, oh, all the Northerners are all the same. Oh, all, yeah. all, all, all up together, aren't you? Um, I think it is, but there's a different song that's at the start of it, which is called something like just just shopping or something like that. just window shopping or something like that don't know you have to watch the film and find out no i'm not going to watch the film oh okay right any final thoughts on 1998 yeah it's a very odd year overall in the it i think i said at the beginning it was the hardest i found it to, to narrow down to 10 songs and I don't think that every song is phenomenal. It's just that I really like all of them. Um, so maybe not the best year for music, but it's just so many sort of eight out of ten, nine out of ten individual songs rather than bands. Again, just looking out now, uh, obviously we talk about Bewitch, but it's not like they had loads and loads of hits. Eagle Eye Cherry, I think, had one. Bare Naked Ladies, again, just off the top of my head, a couple. Billy Myers, Corner Shop, The Cause. It's not like these people went on to have, like, stellar... God, I hope no one's listening, by the way. <laughs> but saying they had stellar careers where, you know, like, i.e. take that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they kind of wrapped up fairly quick or dropped off the radar fairly quick. So in terms of the, the bands and the artists, not so much, but in terms of the songs, I really like it. The TV shows, again, just really good. Not on, there were two standout shows for me, as I mentioned, but probably I reckon if I watch Buffy, Buffy? Buffy. <laughs> Deep Impact again. Um, if I watch Buffy, I reckon I'd make a top three out of that. And then coming to the films for me, um, a lot of the ones you mentioned are ones I've heard of that I've never been inclined to watch. Um, like you said, Patch Adams, which for some reason in my head is Cabbage Patch Kids. But and oh no, very no, much not. I think you say the wedding singer and oh, something about Mary or whatever, all that doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. I've never been drawn to any of those films. And you know, you look at mine, it's again, there's no comedy. Well, I suppose Rush Hour's comedy, but there's very little in the way of comedy. But there's some really good films in there. You've got your Urban Legend and Halloween H2O, which are very run-of-the-mill horrors but as i've said before the sort of horrors that i like you know it's that, that i can sit back and enjoy and so some good films but the three real quality films there that probably probably aren't recognized as three really good films you know it's yeah. like the the american show exploding enemy of the state will probably fall into a similar bracket to event horizon whereas i'm guessing like the the the, the grossing of those films wasn't massive I'm guessing that, you know, if you looked at most people's top 10 or top 20 or top 50 films from the 90s, none of those films get in them. But I think that they should do. Mm. So, yeah, that's 98. That's 98. Shall I round it up? Round it up. Round it up, Emma. Round it up. All right. So that was uh, 1998, the year that um, 
started a lot of loves between Terry and myself, respectively. So Terry was all about Bewitched and Andrea Core, um, whereas I was more looking at things like Beastie Boys and giving it my best club singer with You Only Get What You Give by the New Radicals. Then on TV, my love affair with um, Ian Ian Lee was starting in my head, but unfortunately was ending between myself and Matthew Corbett as he left Sutty that year. Uh, We had, goodness gracious me, we had the royal family really bringing it in for the comedy. And then in terms of film, well, my love was there for this year's love starring the amazing Kathy Burke. We were obsessed with the end of the earth via Deep Impact. uh, And we were getting our horrors on with Blade. And we just have to question whether I've just read a script and we're all just really in Terry's Truman Show. I can't. No, I'd forgotten. (laughs) I'd actually forgotten all about that, and now you've brought it up. But also, <laughs> I'm class played as a horror. <laughs> played this a superhero. It's not a horror film. It's a horror. It's brilliant that you class it as a horror film. I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't it to me. It's not a horror film. I, I don't class it as horror. I don't see any. Well, I see horror in it, but it's not like oh no. Right, we're going to a different debate now, and you just wrapped up. But it's like. I, I want there's nothing sinister about it. It doesn't feel sinister. It doesn't feel it doesn't have the standard horror tropes. Even the horror people in it, which have fangs, aren't like the standard horror vampires. And the good guy just kind of trounces them all a lot throughout it. And it's just, oh, I don't see it as horror. It's a superhero film that's just a bit naughty. Okay. Maybe it's a bit horror. <laughs> You've got to hold and give, but do it at the right time. You can be slow or fast, but you must get to the line. They'll always hit you and hurt you. Defend and attack. There's only one way to beat them. That's get right at the back. So catch me if you can, because I'm the England man. And what you're looking at is a master plan. We ain't no hooligans. This ain't no football song. Free lions on my chest. I know we can't go wrong.